Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chat. We're a few hours out of the Tyson Fury Dillian White fight that happened at Wembley Stadium in front of 94,000 strong. Joined with me, as always, is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you this happy Saturday afternoon? I'm feeling excited. Seeing 94,000 people jam packed for a boxing match. I love it. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful uh, what did you think, man? Was it what you expected? Was it more? Yeah. Was it less? It was exactly what I expected. I thought it made it go a little bit longer than the sixth round, but I knew I said it on the last podcast. You did too. Yeah, Will, Dillian White's getting KO'd. I mean, Fury's just in that zone right now. He's just a, he's a monster. That yeah, was a nasty uppercut, though. There's the only uppercut that he threw in the whole fight. Oh, man. The only uppercut that was thrown. I feel bad for anyway. He stood up and he didn't even know where he was. He was stumbling and bumbling, and you can't blame the guy getting hit yeah. that hard. The referee, referee did the right thing there. Oh, yeah. um, I think the ref did a great job. And, you know, he, I think if Dillian got up and didn't wobble, I think he would have been saved by the round. Yeah. But that being said, I don't know if he how much he would recover going into the corner. So in a way, it's really good that it ended the way it did. It was good for him. Yeah. Um, Tyson was even saying, like, you know, he was telling the ref to wave it off because he didn't want to hit him anymore. He, he knew that if he let him go, that he'd have to hit him. And, you know, that's Wait. when damage can be caused and, you know, problems and, you know, yeah, those unfortunate injuries can take place. So good on the ref, uh, good on both men. They came out, they, they did their best. Um, I kind of thought a little bit more from Dillian. I, I thought, you know, he looked slow. It wasn't me that he looked slow. He looked a little slow. He didn't have the speed. I feel, I also felt that he was really flat footed. Like after he would try throwing punches, um, he, he came out looking really flat footed. Uh, he just, you know, it was just like, basically the first round was basically, you know, it, it was, it was a balanced first round as far as I could see. I, mm -hmm. he, he came out, Dillian White came out in a Southpaw stance, which was, you know, unusual. He's, he's not a Southpaw fighter, you know, so that, that was kind of interesting. And uh, he did the right thing right from the get go. He tried going for the body, you know, he had to find some way in being the shorter man, having the shorter range, he had to kind of, you know, lunge in and try to find his his spot to get in. So working the body, you know, it was kind of what it was. And I think Tyson was just kind of feeling out where his range was coming from and what he had to do. He landed a couple of light balance shots. And, you know, that oh, yeah. was basically round one. I think uh, round two is when things start to get interesting here. Uh, Dillian came out in more of an orthodox style. And I think frustration started to set in early for him here because he wasn't getting that range. He wasn't be able to get into the inside to kind of land any punches. He threw two big rights in this round, but both missed. I think, you know, that, that, you know, just kind of comp compounded that frustration. He was already kind of feeling uh, Tyson started feeling his groove here as well. A little bit, his flow, if I may, uh, started to land a bit more and more at will as well. Kind of just, you know, knowing when he was going to come in and, you know, knowing that he was going to get flat footed sitting down on it. Yeah. Um, you know, the third round, the third round, Tyson, he he started now. Now I feel that this he's, is where he oh, kind of, yeah. oh yeah, he was starting to flow now. He was landing shots at will as, you know, Dillian was trying to come in and trying to come forward. And um, I think that kind of set up for the fireworks that the fourth produced. I think that was the most uh, entertaining, exciting round of them all. Yeah, uh, he, he came out, uh, this is where, this is where I think the whole thing falls apart for Dillian, honestly. 
he he came out and uh, you know he clinched right away and you know he he got that shot on the back of the head which kind of pissed off Tyson and that kind of <laughs> led to idea. no no and he got to start talking to as well Dillian did but then you know Tyson being Tyson he's coming in he's doing his shenanigans and you know Dillian threw a couple hard body shots in there as well um, during the tie ups and stuff a lot you know with the elbows and everything he walked out of that round with a cut under uh, over his right eye from a headbutt. Um, not a good round for him, man. It, it was, no. was kind of like he, he was starting to show his getting tired that that stress, that frustration, it just kind of set in. I think the extra muscle he had on him, the extra bit of weight he had on him started to affect him here. He just couldn't find his range. I think that's the story of the fight for him. It makes me wonder what you were training for, or is that Tyson that good? You know, it's Tyson's like, that good. He's a top one of the best headweights of all time, man. They've got to be yeah. top 10. Oh, 100%, right? You know, he just he just kind of he just was playing with him at this point just kind of he, he hit just measuring his shot just waiting for him to come in and um the fifth round basically it was probably you know it was a quieter round than the fourth just at this point you know tyson's now just kind of hitting him at will i found and you know he's just hitting him with combos in this round as well um he had him wobbly at one point but you know it was nothing to really fear um he was just off balance. I'm talking about Dillian White. Yeah. Uh, he was just off balance for a minute there, but you know he didn't have him shook as as I thought he did in the beginning. Um, he looked feisty in the round too. He was trying his best. He was trying to go for some shots. He was trying to work the body, but Tyson just kept working both up and down. You know, he's just kind of confusing Dillian. So, not a good night for Dillian, unfortunately, man. And it's kind of frustrating. I mean, this guy's been waiting. He's the mandatory since 2017 for this title shot. So, you know, Dillian, Dillian White is not a bad fighter. He no, is he's not. A he's a great fighter. And uh, it's like I said to you in the podcast earlier, uh, when we previewed this, I said the biggest fear that I have is that he's being exposed with his chin in that Povetkin fight. And sure enough, man, that one shot, one shot. Oh. And the only uppercut that he threw in that fight. Finished the fight finished the fight and that was in the sixth round you know and that that was basically it it was just kind of like Tyson just kind of played with him played with him waited for it and waited and he saw the opening and he got it off and basically you know Dillian fell into him and he pushed him off down to the canvas and that was the fight Furious is so good man he's so skilled he's got those long arms he hits hard he doesn't look like an athlete but man he's, he's laid on his feet he moves well for a big guy you know yeah, he moves like a middleweight man yeah you, we're witnessing one of the best, greatest heavyweights of all time right now. He's undefeated. Nobody's ever beat him. He's had that one draw, which is controversial. He's never lost. I mean, the guy is, he's phenomenal. He's a great guy, great entertainer, sells the fights. He's a complete package. Oh, 94,000 sure. people, right? That's, that's, I think this is the biggest boxing heavyweight fight since, I don't even know how long, maybe ever. Well, I, I mean, the biggest fights, biggest heavyweight boxing fights before that, you know, um, Just, maybe, I think maybe, maybe, maybe Bruno and no, where did Bruno and Lennox Lewis fight? Thought they they fought in Wembley, didn't they? It wasn't 94,000. This is the record. It wasn't 94. Yeah, oh. yeah, I know. But they probably fought at old Wembley, though. Carl yeah. Foch, Carl Foch fought in front of uh, 80,000 people as well. But I mean, for heavyweights, yeah, right? I mean, Canelo's done it in Texas now at 18. Canelo didn't get 94,000, though. He got like 60. Yeah, fair play, fair play. So I guess this is well. I mean, they are saying it's the biggest, the biggest. And he's a star. He's a global icon. Like he sells the fights. Like he's just so entertaining. He's so fun. And he's 
and he backs it up, right? And it's just like you, you got to watch him while you can because he might only have a few more fights left, right? No, for sure, for sure. Let's so talk the final, about the ring after. Well, hey, before that, let's just uh, touch on the final stats here. So for for Tyson Fury, seventy six of two hundred and forty three punches landed. Uh, 29 of those were jabs and 47 of those were power shots compared to Dillian White who had a measly 29 of 171 shots landed. 8 to the body 21 to, uh, 21 power shots. It, was, it looked like a sparring session for Tyson Fury. He, he wasn't sweating this guy at all. I know he took him serious but once he got in there Dillian was no threat at all. No, no, he wasn't. And, you know, and, and that, that was the fear going in. It's like, you know, I and I was saying this before, like, Dillian White, I know he's a mandatory, but this is a fight, like, it's not even going to be close. He needs to fight the Usyk, really. There's nobody else from the fight. Joshua, I guess, but he's got a few losses, but in, in well, fear, he would too. That being said, as you mentioned earlier, Tyson has been saying leading up to this fight, during the fight week, this past week, and everything in his post fight right now as well. He has officially retired. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? No. They'll take some time off. They'll fight Nagano. They're going to fight with the MMA gloves on. He might get nine figures for that fight. That's going to be a massive, massive fight. I think he fights again in a year or two. Some, one of the Joshua Yusuf will talk smack about him. He's scared. He retired. He didn't want to face me. And he'll come back and beat them up, beat their ass. Well, what's the landscape look like though? If he retires, I mean, okay, technically speaking, uh, who would you say are the, I mean, for me, I would say it's, it's Usyk, Joshua, Fury, and, and, you know, I have to throw Wilder in there, right? Those are the four. You yeah. take out Fury, you got those three. Deontay Wilder is a wild card. Where is he actually going to go from here, right? You got Joshua and Usyk. So what happens with the WCB? Did the w- I would w- like to see Fury fight the winner of Usyk, Joshua, so he could clean up that whole division, right? And he would beat them both. And I would love to see that. Just clean up the whole division and then right off in the sunset. There's nothing left to prove then, right? I guess so, but he's really, the way he's talking, he's just like, he said in the post-fight conference uh, that, you know, he is open to exhibitions, Nagano being that exhibition. He says he wants to do that. Uh, Here's something interesting, Chance. Uh, He said that uh, he's interested in doing SummerSlam. Drew McIntyre's been talking a lot of shit, and I think he should go up over there and kick the shit out of him. Um, he's also talking about wanting to do something with the WWE when they come in September for the Cardiff show. Which is a, yeah, so there's like, you know, that, that's another stadium of 80,000 plus that are going to be there for that WWE show. So he says he'd love to do something with them. Uh, he'd love to do the Nagano fight as well. So that fight's probably going to happen because Nagano came in the ring after. So there's something, something's going on behind the scenes with that, right? No, no, something has to be happening there, right? Uh, so, so, I mean, ultimately, like I said, I, I think he is going to retire. I really do. I mean, he's, he's retired now, but I think he'll fight again is what I'm saying. I, maybe, but I, I don't know if it's going to be professionally in boxing. I think he's going to do exhibition boxing. No, I'm talking you know, boxing. Like, I think he'll fight professionally. You think he will? All right, well, I say he won't come How back. How many times do we hear these guys retire and come back, retire, come back? But, you know, here's the thing with here's the thing with Tyson. Everything he said, he's backed up so far. Yeah, so far. So that being said, I'm gonna, that's why I'm leaning on the fence of if this is what he's saying, this is what he's saying. Now, that being said, you look at his ring entrance, that the, the way he came in, it, uh, starting off with an American Pie, you know, the, the music, uh, Dominic Clean's American Pie. Um, it was basically a montage, a summary of his career mm. throughout that whole track. He actually came out to Juicy from Notorious B.I.G. Uh, that was his actual walkout song. But I mean, it was just kind of like he, everything he did, 
you know, even going yeah, into but the a lot of fighters say this is their last fight. They're going to retire. And somebody talks smack about them. They got to get back and they're to humble them. So I think we'll see him again in a boxing ring, I think. Okay, I, I, I'm going to go Is the other wrong? way. I, I, I'm going to go the other way, but that's what's awesome about this. We'll make a gentleman's bet. You already owe me one die of Pepsi, so shall we do double or nothing? Double or nothing <laughs> it is. Shake, done. All right. Um, so, yeah, where do you think this goes, though? If he does retire, let's just play that hypothetical. The auto fight with MMA gloves. No, 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 no. If he retires, mm-hmm. what, what, what's next for the belt? What's next for the lineal? What's next for the ring belt? Who gets that? Where does it go? Unless Here's what I'm... Ender fight for that. Well, who, who would fight for it, though? I, I mean, it was announced that Joy Joyce, Joy, Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker are going to be fighting, but I don't consider either, either one of them no. for, for that. I almost feel that Dillian versus Deontay should fight for that belt. I don't know. I mean... Or Ruiz versus Deontay, maybe? Ruiz? Ah... I I, I I don't think Ruiz would last. No, he'd he's, get his ass kicked. Yeah. He'd get knocked out in the first round, in my opinion, against Deontay Wilder. Wilder and that's is. a broken Deontay Wilder, too, right now, right? Yeah. Fury so, broke that man. Yeah, definitely. So I just if he retires, that's where my question, that's where my head is right now. Like what happens with the belt? Right? Like if we're talking the lineal champion too. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like who how do you what direction do you go? Who's out there? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it happens. The next big fight is going to be Joshua Usyk, right? That's going to be fun. They're talking July, I believe. They're talking Rematch. July for that, right? So uh, It's too bad. I wish for you to stick around a little bit longer and fight the winner of this and beat them down. But the man is done, the man is done. And, you know, I, I think I think you have to respect that, in my opinion. At the end of the oh, day, no, I respect it. I just don't right? think, I think he'll come back when somebody says... But if it's... Back. Right, right. I get it. But I think until that feeling emerges, until he years, gets that yeah. feeling then I don't think anyone should fight if you don't feel like you should be fighting. If you don't want right. to fight, you should not get in the ring. Yeah. Give him a right. year or two to get that itch. Well, see, he's 34. You know he's going to make a lot of money fighting to go on and do all these things too, right? So, Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, yes, I would love to see him unify all four belts. He'd be the one to do it. Yeah. But, you know, if he's going to walk away, then let him walk away, I say. you know, Undefeated. Undefeated. That's the other thing he said as well. Like I'm the second heavyweight in history to retire undefeated. I mean, he 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 shot off all his accolades. The man's basically won every bloody title there was to win. Mm-hmm. Every award you can basically win, he's basically won against. Uh, I think the only one he said he didn't win was Inspiration of the Year. You know, he's yeah. won oh, Round of the Year, Fight of the Year, uh, Comeback of the Year. Fighter of the year. I think I already said that. Sorry. Uh, he's won all the European titles. He's won all four heavyweight titles at different times, obviously. Lineal champion. He's the only heavyweight to have the ring title. Yeah. No one else has had it except him, right? So, you know, in, in essence, he's like, he's basically done everything. He That's what he said. So he's saying all the right things. But like you said, man, you're right also. You know, how many guys have said they've retired and have come back, right? So... You know, we'll see. but we'll see. We'll see what he wants amazing to do. Athlete, amazing talent and one of the greatest heavyweights to ever live. Simple yeah. as that. His record stands for, you know, yeah, he knocks yeah. everybody out. Like he's exciting to watch too, right? Yeah, no, for sure. But that's yeah. leading us up. And so I guess the other thing that kind of came out of this night, um, if, if, if it's anything, uh, Tommy, Tommy Fury won his fight and yeah. uh, he calls out Jake Paul after, you know, so he's saying, okay, let's go. 
So that's that might be a little interesting. I don't know. Tom, that probably was a snooze fest, man. Tommy didn't look sweet. I know you got that great last name, but you're not your brother, dude. To be I, honest, I, Tom, Tommy looked Tommy looked better than he did in August. He did. His skills improved. He looked better. He was up against a pretty, you know, decent guy, I guess. I'll be honest sense, with you, dude. If that fight happens, my money's on Paul to beat him. The same. I, 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 I would go for I would go for Tommy just to be the devil's advocate against you. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if Jake Paul wins that fight as well. Yeah. Two big, fights, two big fights coming up next week. Uh, Shakir Stevenson, Oscar Valdez, and uh, Serrano and Katie Taylor in New York on the same night. Uh, historical night in New York, uh, an equally historical night in Vegas because Sap and Chance are going to be there live for that fight. So we're going to be doing some live spots out there. We're going to do some live podcasts out there as well record right after the fight, uh, depending on how we're feeling and where we are in the area at the time. But definitely we're going to get some content out there for you guys. Um, and I got to meet Barry Sanders, man. It's, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. The NFL draft is going to be happening that week. So uh, for everyone who's going to be in Vegas, look out for us. We'll be looking out for you guys. Um, very excited very very excited this is the beginning of so many cool things oh, yeah. um everybody we want to say thank you for listening um we know that you guys have a lot of opportunities and choices and uh thank you for letting us in your years um what more can i say man we this is week three of great boxing we're going to end off this great month of april with us being in vegas uh, we'll talk a lot more about Mike that Capital fight. America. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll talk a lot more about that as we get closer to it. Uh, this week, before we do leave, though, we will drop a uh, wrestling podcast. It's been a couple weeks since we've done one. Um, some some cool stuff I've been reading and some stats that have been coming out. So I'd love to share that with you guys and you, Mr. Michaels. Uh, so on that note, I bid you all adieu on a I guess a partly sunny Saturday afternoon in Vancouver. Uh, my name is Bobby Sampson. Thank you very much, everybody. Please like and subscribe and leave a comment. Your, your words help us create better things. And every like we get helps us along the way to, to uh, keep going here. Uh, so on behalf of myself, Bobby Sampson, and my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those who download the podcast, we salute you. Yeah, yeah, speaking of which, uh, Dillian came out to Back in Black. I love that. I love yeah, that. Hey? Man. Those, yeah, love it. Awesome. Those boys anyway, will get you excited, man. If they can't pump you up, no band can. No, that was a good, it was a good song for him, man. But mm. okay, on that note, we leave you with our great song. Have a great night, everybody. And we will talk to you soon. Good night and stay humble. Mm.